Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. Today, we have some exciting news. We're introducing the all-new Exodus NIS 204 diameter hunting arrow. When we released the MMT, it was almost immediate response that folks wanted a 5mm or 204 diameter arrow, so you guys asked for it, and here it is. In this podcast, you will learn everything about the arrow. Jake, Chad, and I sit down for a live event so if you miss that here it is again we go over all the specs but just so you guys are aware 204 diameter 350 spine 300 spine 250 spine 8.7 9.3 and 10.8 grains per inch you have your choice of aluminum or stainless inserts and four different vein options for the time being if you want to order the aae hybrid hp just select a vein And then in the custom order notes below, make sure you add that you want the AAE Hybrid HP and let us know what colors you want. You'll again have your choice of Boning Blazer Anox or Firenock Anox. Guys, this arrow has been the arrow that I have been developing for a really long time, testing and trying to find something that we can bring to you that is super high performing, lightweight, and doesn't cost $17 an arrow. For the guys that want to build your own arrows, good news, we do have these available in bear shaft, or if you want us to build these arrows with the elite craftsmanship that we have been honing in, just use the Exodus Custom Arrow Builder and we'll get you a dozen arrows perfectly set up for your bow. If you guys want to be some of the first folks to get your hands on these, we have them 25% off for this weekend. So go to the exodusoutdoorgear.com website, select shop, select arrows, scroll down until you see the Exodus NIS 204, build your arrows and at checkout use code DIBS. D-I-B-S or D-G. I don't care which code you use. Just make sure you use a code and save 25% on your first order of Exodus NIS arrows. No, I'm serious. You asked for it, we delivered. Introducing the Exodus NIS 204 diameter hunting arrow. This arrow was built with high-end performance and lightweight construction in mind, bringing you big time results from micro diameter arrows. No, I'm serious. We wanted to build a more accurate, faster reacting and more consistent flying 204 diameter shaft without the frustrations of poor quality components. That's why we source the most precise archery components and carbon fiber materials available to tailor build you the best possible hunting arrow for your bow. The Exodus NIS is built from a multi-layered, high-modulus carbon to ensure consistent and accurate spines, providing better 204 performance without the added weight. Coming in at 8.7 grains per inch for 350 spine, 9.3 grains per inch for 300 spine, and 10.8 grains per inch for a 250 spine, this lightweight 204 diameter shaft gives you the flexibility to shoot light and fast or up your FOC for close-range tight shots. For the tinkerers out there, the Exodus NIS is available in bare shafts or for the archer that doesn't want to invest the time and money into building your own arrows, the NIS is available in our dynamic tailored arrow building system. The Exodus tailor built arrow model simplifies the arrow buying process to ensure you have the arrow setup you need without having to know all the ins and outs of building arrows. All you need to know is your draw length, draw weight, let off percentage, and your desired point weight. We do the rest. Simply open the box and shoot. 
And if you have something different in mind, we can build that too. Just leave us a note in your order. Every order is built with match grade proprietary components that are weighed and sorted down to two tenths of a grain with final build tolerances of plus or minus two grains. Front ends are built squared and chamfered to ensure concentric fit with your choice of aluminum or stainless steel half outs. The carbon inner tube strengthens and stiffens the front of the shaft, giving you an arrow that recovers quicker, increases structural integrity, and carries more energy downrange where it matters most. To ensure arrow-to-arrow -arrow accuracy, each tailor-built arrow is spine-aligned after the arrow is cut to eliminate inconsistent flight in your batch of arrows. And to take it a step further, each order is fletched from the same jig to provide exact tolerances from arrow to arrow. Although the Exodus model isn't fully customizable, we wanted to provide archers with a wider choice of veins and vein configurations. You have your choice of all-white Q2i Fusion X2 in 3 or 4 fletch, black and white Fireknock Aerovane 2 in 3 fletch, or the AAE Hybrid HP in 14 different color options. At the end of the day, arrow options are seemingly endless. But I promise you this, nobody is building your arrows with more care and more precise craftsmanship than the team here at Exodus. If the Exodus NIS sounds like the hunting arrow that you've been waiting for, click the link below to learn more. Welcome. Thanks for everyone joining us here tonight. Man, that video has me fired up for what we're going to be talking about here tonight. And uh, just want to say thanks to everyone that is joining us right now here after a long day of work. Um, we're going to make it worth your time. We're going to be giving away 10 half dozen NISs to people that share this stream and tag us. And we have the team here watching that. And so we're going to be giving away 10 half dozen NIS. You'll be some of the very first people to get your hands on them. And then we also have some special savings for you guys for joining us here live. You're going to have an opportunity to lock in 25% off by using the code DIBS and when we have a limited amount of those codes that are going to go out there, and you guys will have the first crack at them. Um, to get into this here right now, uh, my name is Jake Hofer. I'm the marketing director and co-owner of Exodus, and we have a full squad here tonight. I'm excited for this. Cameron, why don't you go and introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Cameron Durr. I am the creative director here at Exodus, and I kind of took the lead on the development of the 204 diameter new Exodus NIS Arrow. So. Um, yeah, thanks for joining in, guys. And you just recognize my face, maybe. If not, I am Chad Sylvester, co-founder, co-owner of Exodus. Um, thanks for joining us. We're excited to get this underway. Lots of exciting stuff to talk about tonight. Yeah, for sure. And not to bore people here, but uh, Exodus was started in 2015. And for folks who maybe are just stumbling across this for the first time, or maybe they are gotten familiar with Exodus over the last year, why don't you... Chad, tell us a little bit about Exodus and, and why you started it way back in eight years ago. Yeah, sure. Well, I think, um, you know, when we initially started Exodus, it was out of the needs that we wanted as consumers, basically, really like as trail camera users. Um, you know, we had gone through the frustrations of buying different brands of cameras and basically them not lasting. So, you know, we had the idea of starting this thing and really focusing around solving the problems of trail camera longevity. And then being young and ambitious and, and just having big dreams, you know, there were all these things down the pipeline, but it started, started with that. And being D to C, we knew was the, the route or the business model we wanted to choose because we wanted to go to work for the, the end customer. And what I mean by that is we wanted to build a company that provided the most value through all verticals to the end user, 
not, not box stores, not retailers. And I think when you look at our body of work and our mission statement, it encompasses that. It shows that. But it's more than just product value, right? It's product education. It's product support. It's customer support. And um, when you boil it down, like our core mission is to have consumer direct savings, to offer quality products and content to not only help hunters have better experiences, but also help them become better hunters. Yeah, that's, I think that's apparent through all of the products we've released over the years, all the content that we put out, um, almost to an exhausting level of information that we put out there that's high quality and relying on other people that are experts in different areas that, that we're not familiar with. And I think that is, um, you know, very apparent in all the content we have. And just to summarize that, basically cut out the middleman, build the best darn product we can and sell directly to our consumers and educate them on the entire purchasing process. But Let's dive into what the people are here for. They're probably, they're, they want to know what's going on with the NIS. And we've teased it here a little bit. We were at the Michigan tax show, the Pennsylvania tax show. So if you were at one of those events, you got your hands on these first and got kind of the scoop here. But in case you weren't there, um, why don't we dive into what the NIS is? But I think we need to announce a winner here. And we have Kurt. We know Kurt. <laughs> Kurt's a lucky winner. Thank you for sharing. I don't want to say his last name wrong. I'm going to give my best effort here. Kurt Delarate, which Delatry. is correct. Kurt Delatry. Well, thank you, Kurt. Uh, we have your contact information. Be sure to share this to uh, get your chance here. We have nine other opportunities. But what birthed the NIS? We launched the MMTs last year, and I think uh, you know it's there's a there's a clear reason why we decided to launch these. But I want to hear it from you guys. Yeah. Well, I think you know around any product development or product launch, there obviously has to have consumer demand for it, right? There needs to be demand or a need. But for us going into the archery vertical, I mentioned in just, you know, a couple of minutes ago that we had big aspirations as, as Exodus, not just being a trail camera company. And we had this, the thought of this online arrow builder, you know, back in the day, whether that was 2015, 16, 17. Um, but the reality of it was we were just too young and, we weren't the right operators at that time to, to do something of this nature and magnitude and find success. Right. Um, so for us going down into the, the arrow category or that marketplace, there was a strategic plan there. You know, we had to execute against that with product development and release. And I think the NIS is a product of those two things, market demand um, and need, and also the strategic plan that we had, you know, coming into this, coming into the space. But additionally, I think, people want different things, right? Something that is important to one guy or gal may not be important to the next person. So it's like different strokes for really different folks. And so to be a real player in any kind of product category, you have to have multiple offerings to kind of fulfill or have options for everyone's, for everyone's needs. And, um, you know, that's not going to change for us. We'll continue down that path moving forward. Yeah. I know when we launched the MMT, uh, it was clear that people wanted 204s. So this is a direct um, answer to that demand. And just like anything we do, we're not just going to crank out a 204. Cameron, you kind of headed this product development. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what the development process looked like for sourcing and developing these shafts to, to what we feel really confident offering uh, consumers? Sure, yeah. So um, immediately after the MMT launch, like you guys said, it was pretty evident that we needed a 
uh, to a four diameter shaft. And um, we also mentioned education is important to us. And I have been um, lucky enough to become pretty educated through the Deer Gear podcast on what an arrow needs to be to fly well. And I kind of took that information that I gained and put that into to developing this 204 diameter shaft. So I went to work testing 204 diameter shafts. Like I never even shot the MMT through hunting season. I shot a 204 diameter the whole year to kind of figure out, okay, what's the next step. Um, so I took like really high value, like high quality, high price tag, 204 diameter shafts. And then I took some lower price, uh, 204 diameter shafts and just figured out what I liked, what I didn't like. And, um, kind of brought us to wanting a goal to build or building a goal of bringing an arrow to market that was lightweight in a micro diameter shaft or a 204 diameter shaft that was also at a good price so we landed with this arrow shaft the nis and it is basically without getting too far into the weeds it's a eight layered it's a multi-layered high modulus carbon shaft with eight layers and then we remove the seventh layer to have super strict tolerances and within the mmt a lot of the feedback was people wanted um straightness tolerance was a big deal to people so we wanted a straighter arrow we wanted a better performing arrow and that led us to the removing that seventh layer and having super strict spines and straightness tolerances at crazy high performance but still at a great price point yeah and yeah, you, you ran them through the paces and uh, we landed on, on what we did here today. But I think deciding what arrow to shoot is obviously very important, um, arguably maybe one of the most important things because you are shooting an animal with them. Why why should someone consider switching to the NIS or taking a really hard look at it? And, you know, there's a lot of things. If, if you listen to the Deer Gear podcast, you realize there's a lot of factors that go into this decision. But just give me some of the high level items of why someone should consider shooting the NIS. Sure. So a lot of it builds down to the way we're building the arrow themselves um, with the uh, super high craftsmanship that we're putting into this. But one of the shortcomings, the smaller the inner diameter of the shaft becomes, the worse or the more variance you have with components as component manufacturers have to meet the demands of the arrow manufacturers. So they have to build components that are going to fit a wide variety of different arrows. And in the 204 diameter sector you have arrows that will fall into like a 0.201 inner diameter all the way to like a 0.207 inner diameter so when you build that arrow you have to make up that gap somehow and it's going to be used with epoxy or glue or whatever you're using to build that arrow what we did we developed the nis with a true 204 diameter shaft and we source components that are built for true 204 inner diameter shafts. So there's no play. So you don't have any variance within the build. They're all going to be super straight. They're going to be square. Like the performance, every the, the precision inside the build, everything is built for this shaft. So um, that is one of the biggest points. And then um, the weight options are more flexible in the 204 diameter shaft. So it's a lighter weight shaft itself, GPI wise. We're going to be at uh, 8.7 grains an inch for a 350. We're going to be at 9.3 for a 300. And we're going to be at two, uh, the 250 spines at 10.8 grains an inch. So for 
five millimeter or 204 diameter shafts. It's quite a bit lighter compared to the Easton Axis uh, match grade shafts. The 300 spine is 10.7 grains an inch. So if you want to get lighter and faster, that you have more variability there. Or if you want to beef up your FOC, you need to have a lighter weight shaft to add more FOC. So within the 204 diameter um, NIS, you will have that option. And then on the component side, you have more flexibility with weight as well. So we sourced an 18 grain aluminum, anodized aluminum insert and a 50 grain stainless steel insert. So you have two different variables that are a little bit wider spread than the MMT options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think those are all really important. And beyond that, regardless of what arrow you order from Exodus, I think it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes. Like there's really good archery shops. There's some ones that maybe aren't as good, or maybe you have a guy that just started that week and he's building you your dozen arrows for the year. <laughs> and I don't want to risk that personally. And I, I think that anyone that orders any arrows from Exodus can have the utmost confidence that they're getting a really darn arrow, uh, really great arrow um, with a high level of craftsmanship. So Chad, why don't you break down what that looks like start to finish? Yeah. You know, I think um, anyone who has shot the MMT or ordered MMTs over the last 12, 18 months, however long that's been, I guess a little longer than 12 months, can attest to every single point that I'm going to talk about. Um, you know, we take pride in everything we do here. We, you know, our personal names are on this brand. So it's not about, it's more than about dollars. Like when your name's attached to something, like it means something to us. Um, but I can, I can say like, there is no company putting the level of personal craftsmanship into these builds, into your arrow build, the way we are. And like, it's, it's just not happening. And there's not, I don't think that like, you know, doing, going through inventory prep and getting ready for this launch. I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. There's not an arrow that goes out the door that I personally would not shoot at a world-class animal. And to go beyond that, I think everybody here would agree with that. Like an arrow, if an arrow goes out the door, everyone in this office, regardless of who had their hands on that build, it was Bobby, Jeremy, whoever, everyone here has the confidence that if they had a once in a lifetime opportunity at a 400 inch bull or 250 inch whitetail, whatever it is, like they have confidence in that arrow. And like, to me, that power, that, that statement's very powerful. Um, but beyond that, you know, the arrow to arrow consistency is something I think is a, a very big deal. And when we launched the MMT last year, I think that we probably um, breezed over that point. And, you know, again, listening to feedback, that is what blew most people away. Because typically when you go buy a dozen arrows, there's three, four, sometimes five that don't fly. And you end up with the, you know, arrows in the back of your truck numbered one through 12. And you have that one arrow, right? The kill arrow or two kill, kill arrows. So, and those are the first two pulling out of your quiver. You don't have that with our builds. And I think that's ultra, ultra important for people to understand. But that's not just out of the box, like design. Like there's a lot of labor that goes into the build process to make that happen. Like straight out of the box, from the from the shaft factory, we're spin we're spin testing these shafts, right? We're squaring and chamfering the front ends. We're board brushing the front ends before those CTIs get installed. When the CTI gets installed, the shaft gets spun again. And if there's any single little wobble there, we're spinning them and hydro floating the front if needed. Um, but I think the one of the most important things is kind of this next kind of key point. 
these arrows are are spine aligned after they're cut, not from the factory. Um, and camera, why is that? Why is that important? Yeah, so that's probably the the biggest um, factor into why all of these you can trust every arrow that comes out. I mean, you can get to that point in different. Uh, different ways knock tuning or whatever but we save you the time there but the importance of spine aligning po prior or the post cutting is that that spine in the shaft is like a spiral so you have multi-layered shafts and every layer that you add to the carbon you get more material so your spine unless it's an aluminum or extruded arrow is not a straight line it's spiral and as you move down the shaft you reach different points of the spine so we're spine aligning these, marking the weakest point of the shaft. Once the insert is inserted into the arrow, the spine is going to be changed. Once you cut the arrow, the spine is going to be changed. So, for instance, say you have a 29-inch arrow, and then you're like, well, I'm going to cut it down an inch. You could be 5 to 10 degrees off that spine just by cutting it an inch. So if you want every single arrow to react the same way out of the bow when it is flexed, it has to be at the same point of the spine on the shaft. So when we cut them, spinal at them, we're fletching them to where the cock vein, or if you have a four-fletch, it's going to split the weak point of the arrow. So no matter what you do when you knock that arrow, cock vein up, down, left, right, it doesn't matter as long as it's the same. Every arrow is going to catch wind and flex and react from the bow the very same way. And to your point, there's different ways to obtain that, right? So you can go through the bare shaft tuning process and you're knock tuning. I've done that a couple of years ago. It's, it is so time consuming. You shoot an arrow, it doesn't fly. You turn the knock a quarter turn, you shoot it. Maybe it, maybe it flies, maybe it doesn't. You pull the arrow, you turn it again. Then you make a bad shot because you torque your bow. So you have to throw that shot out the window. It is so time consuming to knock tune and essentially you're doing the same thing. You're trying to spin that knock. So it's aligned on your spine of that shaft. And you're doing that for all 12 arrows. We do that for you. You like, I, when I did that with a, with a dozen arrows, I, I don't know, it's three years ago, I guess now <laughs> I like, I'm talking 40 hours, maybe D yeah, 40 hours, <laughs> maybe 40, 40 a week. <laughs> I don't know if it was quite that much, but I, there's, it, it takes a tremendous amount of time to do that. And, um, you know, we do it for you. Yeah. And on with the precision equipment on the note on spinal on there are factories or, um, other manufacturers that are giving you a spinal line shaft, but that is at a full length. So, um, that's, it's a big difference when you, when you cut it down and add that insert. So if, that is the biggest key to how the arrows fly the way they fly. How many, this is a rough percentage, how often, let's say out of all the places you can buy arrows, how many people are actually taking that process and doing it for you before they ship them or hand them off to you? I don't, I mean, 20, 20%, 10%. I, I, you know, I don't know that we, anyone here can throw a number on that because fire knock dealers, you, you don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I've purchased, I don't know. I've, over the 20 years I've been bow hunting or whatever, I've probably purchased five or six bows prior to exit Exodus from different shops. And obviously with the bow, I'm usually getting arrows. I've never had a single person do any of that. It's, Hey, this is the right spine for you. These will work. Shoot these, yep. shoot them through paper, you know, normal, normal process, but never to this extent. Yeah. 
yeah, huge time saving and also just have the utmost confidence when you start shooting them right out of the box too, which I think is really key with the, with the builder, you're getting the exact setup that you need for, for what you're inputting. So I think that's really important. I think it's time to give away another half dozen Gail Hess. Congratulations. Send us an email at info at exodusoutcreator.com and we will get those, those out to you. Really appreciate you uh, sharing that. And should we do two? I feel like we skipped one. Let's, let's give away two here. Let's give away another one here. Donnie Ball, congratulations. Send us an email at info at exodusoutdoorgear.com and we will get those out to you. So someone right now is probably, I bet you there's people asking themselves right now, what is the difference between the NIS and the MMT? Cameron, can you explain that for folks? Sure, yeah. Outside of the diameter, that's the biggest thing. But um, the MMT is a weaved shaft. So it has a carbon weaved material on the shaft. That does some things for the MMT, add, like adds durability, and it's a super safe arrow. The way that if you do end up having a break, the way it breaks is really safe. It's a proprietary um, com- a carbon weave shaft. The MMT or for the NIS, we took that weave out because we wanted to focus on two things. We wanted to focus on weight and performance. So we're moving the weave. We have a lighter shaft, and we have a faster reacting shaft. So the weave kind of slows the slows down the um, rea- recovery time, and taking that weave off, you have an ultra high reacting arrow. So you have you spend less that spends less time flexing down range. So you're going to have even more energy at the moment of truth. The MMT already recovered super fast. The downside to a 204 diameter shaft is that the wall thickness is a little bit heavier, so you would tend to get a slower reacting shaft, but removing the weave, adding that CTI to the shaft. It's a crazy, crazy performing arrow. And then um, outside of the weave being removed, we have the two different uh, weight insert options in the 50 grain stainless and the 18 grain aluminum. And then just the pure weight, mass weight of the shaft is going to be a little bit lighter. Got it. Yeah. Those are all all important things. And what else? I mean, T- tell me who this arrow is great for. Like, tell me the guy that's listening. He's like, what do, what do I want? But it looks like Chad wants to interject. So what do you got? Well, one thing that we've kind of buzzed over on, you know, I don't know that anyone here is like on the FOC, the extreme FOC train, if you want to call it that, whatever. But if you are, that build is more, the, the NIS is more capable of a high FOC build because of that design. And Cameron's kind of mentioned that a little bit. Um, than the MMT. So going back to like, what are the differences around the MMT and the NIS? Like we've gotten a lot of inquiries over the last 12 months of guys wanting to run a 200 grain broadhead and they want they want even more weight than outside of a, you know, 175 or 200 grain broadhead because they want to have 18, 19, 20% FOC. We're tech, we're, you know, we're not big fans of that. Like just to be clear, but it's again, different strokes for different folks. If you have con- confidence in that, by all means, let it rip, right? Um, those builds are much more obtainable in the NIS than they were the MMT because of the way it's designed and built. And to take that a step further, for those guys that want to, you know, I've talked to a lot of guys, um, I don't know, the last six, seven, eight months around this topic. And in my opinion, it is better to add the weight or carry the weight in your broadhead because the added structural integrity than the insert itself. Typically one problem, um, and we haven't talked about this, but 
in traditional 204 builds with components, and this is seen even on the on the 166 side, is those failures typically happen around those components. Like there's a certain spot or a weak spot in that shaft because of the component design and how they're fit together and how they're built. Again, some of it comes back to tolerance. Some of it comes back to the com components themselves. Um, but a lot of that's eliminated with this. And one other thing too that um, was consumer feedback and remove what removing that weave does is creates a straighter. It's easier to get a straighter shaft. Yeah. So the NIS has stricter straightness tolerances than the MMT. The MMT is going to be at like a 0.006 thousand straightness. And um, the NIS is going to be 0 0.003 or under. And again, that's something that we're not, um, it's not a huge marketing thing for us. And we don't, um, we're not going to put 0 0.001 thousand straightness on this arrow because that's not what's super important about the build. But for the folks that um, want to have that confidence that they have a super straight arrow, the NIS is, does have stricter tolerances. Yeah, those are all excellent points to consider. Um, absolutely. And I think the other thing with the builder too, you can go in there and, and play around and change the point weight and change these different things to see, uh, how that's going to impact the FOC total arrow weight and everything else. You can do that in real time and mess around with that and see how dynamic it is. If you go to a, a 125, maybe it's going to put you in a different spine. And so that means when you buy it and you decide switching again, like you need to know that. So use that as a resource and a tool to figure out exactly what you need. And if you decide to change something mid season, it may change some other items. So um, it's, it's, and it's fun to go on there and play around. You can go in there, pick all the different things and, uh, see how it impacts the arrow. <coughs> Let's see. One question I'm sure a lot of people have is what about the different vein options? So this is another direct piece of feedback that we've gotten a lot of, um, but what are we going to have to offer on this? I took, um, so <laughs> the, the vein options, I took the R and D on this pretty seriously and I, uh, I wanted to source a vein that gave people more flexibility to shoot larger profile fixed blade broadheads that didn't want to shoot a four fletch. I was kind of surprised at the amount of people that are like, I've never shot a four fletch. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I'd rather have a three and um, the amount of folks that want a different color. So I answered both of those questions in one vein and we are going to be offering the AAE hybrid HP. It's a, little bit larger profile vein than the q2i the profile is similar to the arrow vein similar to a blazer vein uh, super popular profile and it's going to be available in 14 different colors so for the guys that want the colors and want to customize it a little bit more that's your option there for the vein choices and the um i, I shot that vein a couple times um at super long distances i put some fixed blade broadheads on them they're really impressive really impressive veins yeah that's really exciting you can go on there right now and we're going to add that to the builder where it's dynamic but right now you can place an order and just make notes of what you want and we'll have those in very soon um one question that we haven't really or one thing we haven't really talked about is the cti is the cti has that been carried over into this shaft yeah yeah um as i mentioned like going through the the front end build of um of the you know the entire build process you know a lot of that transferred over from the MMT to the NIS. So that CTI, it's a little bit different. Um, lengthwise, it's still the same. I think those are coming in at 22, yeah, 22 grains versus 30. So they're a little bit lighter. Again, trying to cut the weight down on, on, on this particular aero shaft. Um, but the CTI is still in there. Okay, perfect. All righty. 
I think it's time to announce another winner, Alex Cusack. Cusick, congratulations. Send us an email at info at exodusoutdoorgear.com and we will get you a half dozen arrows over to you guys. Um, let's see. Okay, so something else that I'm sure people are thinking, people, people want to shoot. Maybe they just left the tack and they lost all their arrows. Maybe they're just getting the bug right now. If someone ordered the arrows tonight, when can they expect them to their door? And I, this is the reason I ask this is sometimes it's really long for other, <laughs> other online platforms. And I'm not, I get it. It's a lot of work to do these, but when can someone expect an arrow if they order them today? Yeah. If they, if they order tonight, they'll, they'll ship, uh, they will ship on Tuesday they would ship Monday, but I think, um, they have something going on with the post office and UPS FedEx. Everyone's closed down for some reason. We got that alert today. So if they ordered today, they would ship on Tuesday and they would be at their doorstep more than likely Friday COB. But there's a lot that went into that, right? Like, so this last week has been a little hectic here. Like on the operations side, we've been prepping to make all this stuff happening because we know from, from like last year, there's a tidal wave. Like we launched that MMT last year. There was a tidal wave of orders. There was more support than what we had initially thought. Um, so, you know, knowing that, we did a lot of prep work to get ahead of that flood because we know it's coming, especially with the dibs, D-I-B-S, 25% savings coming in because that won't last long. Like that's, you know, that's not forever. So if you're interested in in, uh, in this NIS build, like be sure to you lock that in and uh, get your savings now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to make this crystal clear, Cameron, explain who this arrow is great for. Yeah, so um, like Chad mentioned earlier, it's like kind of different strokes for different folks. But um, the the 204 diameter, the Exodus NIS, um, it falls along the lines that a lot of people talk about with a smaller diameter shaft having less wind drift or increased penetration because the smaller surface area, if you fall into that category, that this is the arrow for you. And um, for me, I like the... um, I like the mix of strength to weight ratio that it offers. It's not super heavy to get that more durable arrow. It has a great, great flight characteristic. The recovery time is outstanding. And then you put the uh, CTI, which for Trey, Trey's asking what CTI is. It's the six inch carbon tube we insert in the front six inches of the shaft. It does a ton of things for the flight of the arrow faster recovery, increased structural integrity. It makes the arrow itself just more forgiving. So you don't have to be perfect. The arrow is going to make up for you. Um, and then another thing that the the 204, the Exodus NIS does for you is it gives you options. So my hunting setup last year, I, I and I, I talked to a lot of people attack about this too. When they're like, okay, should, if, should I choose aluminum or stainless? The options are really great if you are a whitetail hunter primarily whitetail and you know your shot isn't going to be past 30 or 40 yards that 50 grain stainless insert is awesome the super strict tolerances that um that insert itself was redesigned for this shaft and then if you do different things with hunting you hunt out west or you shoot 3d or you do different things with the same arrow the aluminum option allows you to play with your broadhead weight more and not get into a weight that you're not happy with. So at just for instance, a I'm a 27 and a half inch draw shoots 70 pounds shooting a 300 spine NIS. And the total arrow weight is like 430 with the 18 grain stainless. 
if I want to go up to the 460s or 470s, I just bump up to a 125 or 150 grain broadhead. I can't get any lighter than that, but at that option already, it's super light, super fast with a great trajectory, but still packs a punch. Got it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think you mentioned you, you broke down kind of your, your general setup, but just to Buckslayer asked what was Cameron's hunting build last season and which insert and vein configuration, how did it perform? So I went with a three vein Q2I with a three degree offset shooting a uh, four blade fixed broadhead. And the arrow last year weighed 444 grains, 18 grain aluminum insert. And um, for whitetail hunting out in North Dakota, I shot a 100 grain broadhead. For whitetail hunting here in Ohio at closer range, I shot a 125 grain broadhead. Is there anything you're going to change for this year after that? Um, I, I'm going to switch to the AA hybrid HP veins. Um, I, just for the larger profile, I like the flight of them. They're pretty quiet. Um, I like the stability of a higher profile vein gives me than a lower profile vein, but I don't want the fourth vein for the added drag and slow my arrow down and all that. Got it. Okay. Um, let's see. We'll open it up for questions here. If you guys have anything specific, we're happy to answer them while, while we're all here. Uh, goal would be, okay, can you choose left or right vein offset or is it all standard right three degree? We'll build you whatever you want. As Jake mentioned, um, at the very bottom of that builder, there's a custom order inquiry. So if you want a specific offset, left or right or straight, we'll build it for you. Now, the only caveat to that is, if you do select AeroVein 2, those can only be installed straight and you always have a right rotation on that shaft from that vein. But outside of that, whether you're choosing the AE Hybrid or the Q2i um, Fusion X2, whatever you're looking for, we can we can build it. Got it. Winner number five for one of the very first arrows. Jonathan Myers sent us an email, info at exodusoutdoorgear.com. And let's see. Let's do two here. So then we have Josh LeSure. Sorry if I mispronounced that, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad that you have that responsibility <laughs> and not me. Info at exodusoutdoorgear.com. Josh, send us an email. Let's see if we have some other questions that rolled in here. Charles said thank you. Um, I think uh, I think one thing, too, just to cover for people that are may now be joining – the NIS is available in three different spine configurations. It's available in a 350 spine, a 300 spine, and a 250 spine. Available fully customizable from the Exodus Arrow Builder or in bare shaft. So for people that like to tinker and build them yourselves with whatever inserts that you want, choose a 204 diameter insert and um, go at it and put wraps and colors and whatever you want on it. But for us, there'll be um, You'll have the two stainless steel aluminum option, the AAE hybrid HP, Q2I Fusion X2, or the Aerovane 2 vein options. Josh says, heck yeah, I never win anything. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky day. <laughs> That's funny. Um, also, just, let's walk through the bear shaft options too, just crystal clear for the MMT and the, um, the NIS as well. Those are on the site. Those are available right now. If that's something you guys want to do and you believe in you believe in your process or you have something that you want to do or mess around with some different options, we have that on the site that's available right now. 
People a lot of arrow, arrow wraps. A lot of arrow wraps. People want them. They can put them on. <laughs> they can they can get themselves some bare shafts and do that build and put their personal touch on them. Whatever they're looking for, whatever floats their boat. Alrighty. We'll leave it. Okay, we had. Okay, I haven't read the. I haven't screened this, so I'm just gonna read it here real quick. <laughs> uh, had a little knock left issue after bullets through paper tuning bare shaft. I was told. Tax weren't tall enough to help my iron will 125s. Will QTIs help more? If in that situation with an iron will, um, I don't know if he's shooting the inch and a half cut or the smaller one, but I would go with the AAE hybrid HP. It's specifically designed. The, the reason I chose it was to fly those fixed blade um, broadheads a little bit better. You can do a four fletch Q2I and you're going to get a similar result, but you don't necessarily need the four veins on that. You're going to increase the drag and um, the three fletch hybrid a HPs are the vein for you. The one thing I would recommend on that. And again, like that question, there's probably more layers to that, but if it's, if there's not, if, if, if it's very direct, the one thing that I'd recommend doing with broadheads is like walk back tuning or French tuning where you're hanging a string and or making tape with a T on a target and you're shooting multiple arrows and making sure that they're all reacting and doing the same thing. Um, you get in those situations, like if you have one bad shaft or you're doing something different with your bow and like you can give false, false results. So just make sure before you go down that wormhole, that that is the actual problem you're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. Something we, we did not really talk about is the fire knock, a lot of knocks that we have that are available on the site. So you can build, buy those uh straight from the site and are those coming installed i'll let you guys answer it yeah we will fully install the um the fire knock option so that is installing the end cap and um we will send we send the battery and the circuit board separate and have you install it because you can get some in shipment they'll turn on and then your battery will drain so the end caps are installed but the circuit board and the battery and the knock assembly that's assembled, but outside of the package. Mm -hmm. Gary loves the white labels. That's by design. He's, he mentioned uh, that's great for pass through. So that was uh, definitely by design. Lucas had a, a good point. He, uh, he wanted you guys to talk about the story of the guy that bought some arrows before the Kentucky opener. We had a one day build and we shipped them and I guess he forgot them at home. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he, he was in dire need. Someone posted in a Facebook group, like, where can I get arrows in the next day? From, I'm on my way to a hunt, forgot my arrows at home, and uh, we were able to get him arrows sent to where he was going to hunt in the very next day so he could take them out of the box, didn't have to spend any time tuning them and um, trying to dial in his setup. He was able to, to take them out of the box, shoot them, and forget about it. Did he kill? Uh, I don't know. If that he is, shot that, a, if he shot an MMT at him, I'm sure it killed it. <laughs> I mean, that is a great point because we keep all customer data on what their orders are. And so if you are ever in an instance where you're on a trip and you you lose all your arrows somehow or whatever the case may be, we can actually build those and ship them right to wherever you're at. And you have them matching everything. You don't change your site and it's like, boom, you never lost them. Yeah. And even if you're an existing customer and you have your bow set up, right? Like your site tape is freaking dialed like you spent your time your site is on point 
we have all of that order information that we we save for those reorders so we can match you know that build plus or minus two grains if you want to play with an nis and you're previously shooting an mmt like let us know because we can we can do as best we can to get that weight lined up to to be relatively close now you're gonna have some different flight characteristics but weight wise we can still get that arrow using your your past order information and get it close still gonna have to adjust your rest obviously and do some things but um if that's top of mind if anybody's thinking that out there um we can do it yeah and to that point jeremy dinsmore from antler up podcast has a set of the nis arrows with a stainless steel insert he's shooting the mmt arrows with an aluminum insert and they both weigh 460 grains there you go Mm, that's huge yeah time for another winner buck slayer i gotta note that you are one of the lucky winners so buck slayer wins again this it pays to be in here, man. Pays to be in here and active. So uh, send Wait, us an did email. He win earlier? No, I think he won the rival. Yeah, he won a rival. I'm almost sure. Oh, good for you, man. So appreciate appreciate the support, man. Appreciate you watching. Um, let's see what other questions we have rolling in here. We have some thank yous for people uh, appreciating for the products that we put out there. Um, we have. I'll take that question from Richard Lowry. Have at it. Recommended so, degree and direction of offset for shooting a right-handed Matthews bow. So, Rich, the um, the arrow clocking is something we spent a lot of time messing with last year, and it depends on – it doesn't matter if you're right or left-handed. It depends on the way your string is twisted. So 95% of arrow manufacturers are going to build you a set of strings that the arrow is going to clock to the left. So – really hasn't done a whole it really doesn't impact a whole lot it's not super noticeable but if you want to keep the rotate the left rotation you're going to want to have a left offset typically uh, we're doing a two and a half degree offset and um you if you go into a a single bevel broadhead or whatever you're going to want to match the bevel to the way the arrow is rotating so stay to the left but if you have a right offset and your arrow is clocking to the left, it's not the end of the world. You're not losing a ton there. So um, if you have that set up currently, there, it's something we've never ran into, but there is a theory that if you have a left rotating arrow and your broadhead is twisted into the right, you could have some untwisting going on. So if the broadhead hits something hard, the arrow keeps rotating and you could unthread the broadhead. If you shoot your field points, you'll notice a lot of times they're loose when you pull them out. That sometimes is caused by the arrow spinning the wrong way. So if you rotate them back to the right and get it going the same way as the threads, it'll tighten on impact. Yeah, and and to expand on that just a little bit, a fixed blade broadhead is going to cut by pushing versus rotating like a, like a single bevel. So that's where you have that left rotation of the arrow shaft with a with a fixed blade or an expandable being pushed relatively straight is where that you know that loosening occurs. I don't think either way it's the end of the world. No, it's not. It's not something to spend a bunch of time stressing about, I promise. Well, we did. Yeah, we did. And it's not I'm telling you it's not worth it. Yeah. We did it for you. Perfect. All right. We have another question. David Wright, if I give you a weight of my current setup that isn't an Exodus arrow, get it re- relatively close. Hmm. That depends a lot on what the 
arrow that you're shooting against, matching GPIs and um, components. So we would have to talk further about that off air. Yeah, send us an email. We're happy to happy to see if there's something that we can do to help and get something close to what you need. Time for another winner. I think Skyler picked another hard last name to pronounce. Appreciate that. <laughs> Nathaniel Settle uh, Settle Settle uh, Nathaniel Les. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm not gonna butcher that. All right. Send us an email at info at exodusoutdoorgear.com. I appreciate you sharing and being being a part of the live stream here on this launch. Let's see. We have he's Dave is going to send over an email. Great. We're more than happy to help. Thanks for doing that. And here's another question from Nate Cameron. What was your setup with the MFTs compared to the new style? What did your bow like out of each system? So my MMT build was pretty similar. I believe the total arrow weight was around 444. I'm at like 432 now with the NIS. Um, They both shoot extremely, extremely well. And the NIS, I'm going to shoot the NIS this year because of the flexibility I have with my broadhead choice. And um, I spent so much time in research and development into like developing that arrow and figuring out what I wanted. So I'm sticking with that one. But um, they both shot extremely, extremely well. I am not a good enough archer to know what my bow liked better. I know that I put my pin on the target at whatever yardage, and the MMT and the NIS will both hit it. So I have confidence in that. Great. Um, Let's see here. I will say I um, I shot two bucks with the 204 last year. Shot one in North Dakota at like 37 yards, and I shot one in Iowa at uh, like 22 yards. The arrow, in, the arrow in Iowa is still in Iowa. Can't find it. Blew through the deer so far. I have no idea where it went. So they they exceeded expectations by a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Let's see. Anything else that you guys see here in the chats? Sean Durr asked how many inches the Exodus crew is going to put down in the fall this year with the NIS. Ooh. We got a lot, a lot of good tags, hopefully. Um, full, full squad. We got eight guys here. I anticipate a lot. I don't want to, I don't know how to quantify do, it, but we do quick math. Let's say we haven't just say eight, over or under 800 inches. That's a hundred inches a person. <laughs> I mean, you got to think, well, we, some, sometimes we go with un- un- unfilled tags too. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I like I like that. Josh T- uh, Telker has joined us. Thanks for thanks for tuning in here. Can Jake sign my arrow? <laughs> no, you don't want that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make the it'll make the arrow uh, worth less. Um, all righty, we have one more winner. Skylar, can you queue up another winner while we answer this question? Do you have a rec- recommendation reducing component weight and shooting a heavier broadhead? Yeah, yep. We covered that um, a little bit earlier in here. But um, short answer, yes, we do uh, recommend increasing your broadhead weight. It increases structural integrity of the entire build. Um, and it also gives you the flexibility to decrease broadhead weight if you wanted to. So, uh, yeah. 
one thing on that, just make sure like people might be joining this at different points in time, but when you start playing with broad head weight, and I know that we've mentioned this, but it changes how your spine reacts. So like if you're one of those guys that's on the edge of a 300 and 350 or a 300 and a 250, when you adjust your broad head weight, like that could change the spine that you need to be shooting. So just as Jake mentioned, as you're in there playing with that builder, and if that's running through your mind that you want to play with different broadhead weights, make sure that you're plugging that stuff into the the, uh, the dynamic builder, and it's ensuring that you know you can do that with a 300 spine that you're not going to be in two different shafts because that's like you will become ultra frustrated if you're way over spined or way under spined. Got it. Uh, we'll answer a fun one here. Favorite uh, favorite snack. During oh, your season. Chad, you got to have a good one for this. What is it? Favorite snack in the woods? Bugs and tree bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I just don't pack snacks. A dip. Um, Shot of nicotine. <laughs> it be, yeah, it would be it would, it would be nicotine and a protein bar probably. Although, I will say having hot coffee in the morning is – I used to not do that. This like is my, Chad's age showing. When I truck camped and stuff like Southern Ohio, like it would just be literally a case of protein bars and water. That was it. Mm-hmm. Maybe some apples. But having hot coffee in the morning, dude, I'm telling you, man, like it, uh, it can change your attitude a little it's bit. It's the right start you need. Yeah. Yep. I'm a Jolly Rancher guy. Good choice. I like the, I like the Encrustables. Those are, those are a good snack. Those are a good pick-me-up. Put them in the freezer and then they'll thaw, hopefully, <laughs> depending on the time of year. Um, let's see. I'll let you guys answer this. I'm, I'm going to be toying around. What broadheads do you guys use? So I'm probably going to do some toying around this year as well. But um, in the past four or five years, I've shot the Afflictor K2 Hybrid in 100 and 125 grain. Um, it's like a, a four blade. It's a two blade with bleeders, but it's more like a traditional four blade broadhead. Loved it. Um, but I do think I'm going to just experiment a little bit with some other ones, Tooth of the Arrow or the Grizzly Stick Samurai. Yeah, I've, I've shot the same head for, I don't know, a number of years prior to that. Um, I was shooting Ramcat, like the head, like the flight characteristics, but just <laughs> those damn little screws come loose in your quiver and it can it's a, they're a pain in the butt sometimes. Um, prior to that, I was in mechanicals because I didn't know anything. <laughs> Um, uh, Cameron, your dad wants to know how long the snacks last in the woods. <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. Not as long as yours or longer than yours. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Artie, and I think we'll announce the last winner here. Drum roll, Jacob Ritchie. Easy one to pronounce there. Thank you so much for joining here. And, uh, we're going to get you a half dozen of the NIS send us an email and we'll get all your specs and have those built and out the door to you for a little bit of summer shooting here. We'll leave it here for another moment or two and then we'll close it out. Just want to say thanks so much to everyone that joined us here. Uh, You can use the code dibs to save 25% off. That's pretty aggressive savings for a product launch. We just want to get these in your guys' hands and uh, we're really excited for that. And then we're going to do this too. So if you order an NIS and you leave a written review on our website, good, bad, indifferent. We just want to hear what your candid feedback is. We're going to check those every single Friday and we're going to send out some free Exodus 
merch so you can win a shirt that Cameron's wearing or you can get a scrape t-shirt the one I have on and uh, just go and do that and that's the only way we get better we'd love to hear your guys's feedback it's uh it's important and oh, we get another comment in here <laughs> yeah. Charles Parker Chad wondering if you remembered to wash the shampoo out of your hair this morning <laughs> if you rushed out too excited for this yeah. live shit. <laughs> that's a dedicated listener right there if he remembered that tidbit from a couple weeks ago so did you yes <laughs> okay all right <laughs> i remember very good all righty well perfect i uh, just want to say thanks once again want to say thanks to everyone here at the exodus team that uh has a huge part in our success here uh, i want to say thanks to cameron for for developing these and testing these and being the head of this project um definitely the guy for the job I want to thank lucas for making this stream go smooth and lining everything up and cranking out all the content I want to thank Skyler for helping with all the content as well. Jace getting our orders out and fixing cameras as they come in that need to be fixed. I want to thank Bobby for the utmost craftsmanship. You're the guy for the job. You do an excellent, excellent job. So I want to thank you and also Dylan for handling customer service. So we have a great team here. I just want to say thanks to all of their work. And um, I think it reflects the product. So thanks to everyone that joined us here today. And if you guys have any questions that we didn't answer, feel free to send us an email. We're happy to answer them. And... Code dibs is live. The listing is live. Go scoop them up while the code is active.